0: Father, who in heaven, me,
1: Welcome to Freedom to Choose from Just As I Am Ministries, a nonprofit providing hope to those caught in the devastation of addiction of any kind, or those searching for a better way to live. Rich and Susan Collenberg found freedom from drug addiction and alcoholism over two decades ago. In the series, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2, they examine motives, our tendencies to judge others, and the dangers that lie ahead for God's people, so all can have prepared hearts and minds to be the temple of His Holy Spirit. Take every thought captive, now, on Freedom to Choose.
0: Is Rich Collenberg.
2: And my name is Susan Collenberg.
0: And we would like to welcome you once again to Freedom to Choose, The Temple of the Mind, Part 2. And we are on program number 26, Be Not Anxious. And that's from Matthew 6 25. Be not anxious. Um, and Susan, what we're going to talk about today is what God's provided for us in nature to help calm us down. Be
2: not anxious. That makes me anxious. That makes you anxious? Are you worried
0: about talking about being anxious? No,
2: it's just, I think just the whole concept of um, anxiety, anxiousness, being on edge, that's a, you know, I think that's a lot of us suffer from that. I think maybe, seems like, but I don't know if it's more than people used to be anxious you know, we've no, all had know. stuff throughout history to yeah.
0: really worry about. Right. And so I I don't think that anybody, you know, or any society's been above any other. But I do believe that the farther we are removed from the Garden of Eden, the less tools we have uh psychologically as we, you know, have DNA mutations and gene mutations and whatnot. And you can see, as as you know, there's a wheelchair ramp on every corner now. There's there's more people in prison, and you know, we just mm-hmm. society's just
2: is it, really it's tough. Yeah,
0: it is really tough. Right, and we feel for all all the people that are struggling psychologically and physically, and you know, the devil. Yeah, the devil has had his grips on this planet. We've turned from God, and uh, I think today, as we talk about. Um, what is God has put here to make life better for us, maybe it might help a little bit. Right. Um, you want to open with a word of prayer, please? Yes.
2: Our loving Father in heaven, we thank you that um, you have instructed us to not be anxious. You knew in advance um, the state of the minds of um, people who live in this world. and And not only did you know, but you made a way, and you've given— examples of your love and your care to us in your word and just with our own eyes we can see as uh, we go throughout the day and so we just pray that the the knowledge of not to be anxious goes from the brain to the heart so that the whole body can be calm and and um directed in service for you and we thank you in jesus name amen
0: amen amen you know so as we talk about um about God and, and mm-hmm. the way he made this planet for us, and he and He asks us not to be anxious. You know, he's given us a body, he's given us life, and he knows what we need to sustain it. And Jesus talks about the birds as they sing their songs, uh, free from care, and he says they don't sow, nor do they reap, and yet the Father provides for their, their needs. And he asks, are ye not much more value than they? And I think about when I... Think about that. I think about the morning time, of course, when the when you wake up and you hear the birds sing. Mm-hmm. But also, and, and we, I hope I don't do violence to the title of the little movie we watched, "Biggest Little Farm." I think it's called "The Biggest Little Farm." Okay. And they talked about um, the how symbiotic relationship, relationship between re- plants, yeah.
2: animals, soil, water, atmosphere. Right. right. Right.
0: And so, in 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 wa- after watching that that little, it's like a documentary on how they. They created this farm and, and how they how they did it, and it was, you know, uh, very, very interesting. But one of the things I got out of it was I needed to change my drip system on my um, trees mm-hmm. to sprinklers mm-hmm. so there would be more grass, and when there's more grass, the, then the... the, the the earth is more, more fertile, st- right? But that would also bring moles. But if you bring mo- when the moles come, guess what? The more birds, the the red the the red hawk will come. And the interesting thing was is in the evening when it's hot, we turn the sprinklers on out there, and the birds come and they sit in the and they sit in the sprinklers mm-hmm. and they bathe or they themselves. Fly through and- and they fly through mm-hmm. and they sing. And I thought that was a great object, Jesus is the water of life. Mm -hmm. And if we bathe in that spiritual water, that water of life that'll make your belly full, like he says to the woman at the well, springing up into eternal life, Mm -hmm. we sing songs of praises as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that was a great object lesson to watch those birds in the sprinklers and how happy they are. And if we stay focused, in the last program we talked about singleness of purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think our singleness of purpose if we maintain that, our, my singleness of purpose is to be close to God, mm-hmm. to s- fly through those sprinklers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And 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 so you know, because what are what are the birds for?
2: It's they're for our enjoyment. And so the other thing too is, if you're ha- if you have that singleness of purpose, then you won't be anxious.
0: It, right. right, because, because
2: you're, you 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 forget self.
0: Keeping the main thing the main thing.
2: Right. So, if you, because I think that the source of anxious anxiousness comes from somewhat of a self centered, self focused, um, self focused uh, mindset. Right. Yeah. Because you're only anxious because something's going to happen that's not going to go your way.
0: Yeah. How is this going to affect me? Right. So You hear something on the news. How will this affect right. me? There's traffic. And I'm late. How will this affect me?
2: I was late today.
0: (laughs) Well, not late. You got here before you know, before we started, which but like my dad used to say, if you're earlier you're on time and if you're on time you're late. I was late. Well, so but we're 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 here. here We're here and we're on the radio. And
2: so no sparrow falls without God's care. No soul bows low, but Jesus knows. For he is with us everywhere and marks each bitter tear that flows, and he will never, never, never forsake the soul that trusts ever in him.
0: And that is so beautiful, and yet in this day and age with all the distractions, it's so hard to wrap our minds around that. Right. To stay, to stay in that singleness of purpose of a close relationship with God by default By default, we help others. By default, we, with a close relationship with God, by default, we make the world a better place. By default, we bring light and joy into other people's lives. Mm -hmm. By default, we are like those birds singing their songs of praise and joy, making the world a better place. Right, so
2: are people happier when you come into the room or are they happier when you leave the room? That's,
0: you know, and there you go. You (laughs) know, imagine the hillsides and the fields bright with flowers and pointing to the freshness of the morning and then Jesus standing there among you, saying, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. The graceful forms and the delicate hues of the plants and the flowers may be copied by human skill, but what touch can impart life to one flower or one blade of grass we can't even physically open up a rose Right. and I think that is another great object lesson of a human being mm-hmm. if you look at the bud of a rose it is not that attractive and yet we there's
2: tons of possibilities
0: there's though. a lot of possibilities right. but we can't ourselves unfolded. Right. God has to unfold that rose.
2: Right. And it's a process, right?
0: What happens when we unfold one? You ever try we to you try to do it. I know it. you we, have. We, we just I don't
2: know that I have, but we just rip everything apart, we destroy right? it. There's just no way. But in God's loving and tender care, you know, with the right water and the right sun and and it and it's genetics or whatever, it can bloom into this beautiful flower. But if we try to get in there and and open it up; it just crumbles. Well, that
0: brings up another point. So you can do the things to encourage that blossom to blossom. Correct. We can prune the tr- the rose bush right. Things we can that water will help it. it. Have an advantage. We can f- we Correct. can fertilize it with that flowering fertilizer. I don't know what it is, but you know, we can we can do it. We can keep the bugs away. We can do the things that encourage the growth, but the growth is still a miracle. Right. The blossoming is still a miracle. Right. So. It, For a person to blossom, they can do the things that encourage the growth, but only God can open the blossom. Right, it's
2: only with and through God's Spirit and and getting to know Him and to understand, having that relationship does the does the change happen. So I guess I have to get it out now because what's swirling in my mind is everything that we've done to do to help the garden, our little garden, to grow. Right.
0: Oh, it's benefited others. It's benefited, <laughs> yes, it's benefited
2: a lot of others. We've kept all the all the varmints and the birds and the deer and and all the wildlife.
0: Well, I think that's why that red-tailed <laughs> hawk showed up last night. He, lit, he landed in one tree about 50 feet from me, and it was a male red-tailed hawk. Mm-hmm. And then I started talking to him, and he actually flew towards me and landed in the tree next to me, like to say, hey, man, thanks for... Thanks for feeding all the rodents around here because my belly's full. And, and But that is the strangest thing to have a red-tailed hawk sitting where you can almost reach out and touch right.
2: it. Right. So that was the thing I finally came to the conclusion because, you know, you can be anxious and upset. And I have these beautiful spaghetti squash that start, you know, two inches long and then they get big. And then they're just the right size, not too fat, not too skinny. And you go out the next day and it's still green, right? You go out the next day and there's it's just the whole quarter of it's been... It's like a child has been. <laughs> so I finally came to the conclusion that you know what I, I know that God cares for me and provides for me and maybe the property where we're at is supposed we're, to we're feed, supposed to the feed the varmints. Animals. Yes, <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, all, all I know is yeah, we do feed a lot of varmints, but uh, uh, it is it is very therapeutic to work in the garden. Absolutely, and there it and and there's so many, uh, like you said before, so in the physical. So it is in the spiritual. There are so many lessons to learn by gardening. Absolutely. So many, and to just, to understand that if we do the things that encourage the growth, the growth is still a miracle. And that holds true spiritually to the nth degree. We cannot, because we try so much, so hard to grow ourselves, we can't we right. can only do the things that encourage the growth
2: right because i th- i think that you know as human beings we don't have the spiritual understanding of of god's um plan for our lives you know we we are born and raised in a um in a world that uh satan has a lot of influence over and so we it's confusing yeah you know it's you know it, it's hard to go against um the path that everybody's going on, you know, it's hard to say, well, I'm not, I'm not really doing that. I'm going to go the opposite direction because it seems like it's far and few between at times, you know, Yeah.
0: you know, and work when working with other people, because mm-hmm. we had a lot of calls about how do I do this? How do we do that? Just remember, it's not up for us to grow someone else's character. Right. So when we are treating them in certain ways, all we have to ask ourselves is, are we doing things that encourage their growth? Or are we going to stifle their growth? Mm-hmm. Because we cannot grow their characters, we cannot make them healthy. Right. All we can do with other people is do those things that encourage their growth as well. Exactly. If you hold that as a rule, because that's how the physical world works, that's also how the spiritual world world works. We can only do the things that encourage the growth.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every blossom owes its being to the same power that set the starry worlds in motion through all created things, thrills one pulse of life from the great heart of God. The flowers of the field are clothed by his hand in richer robes than have ever graced the forms of earthly kings. And if God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today and tomorrow, is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith?
0: Yeah, and you know what? It's, he's the one that made the flowers. He's the one who gave us the sparrow. He's the one who said, consider the lilies and behold the birds. And you know what? When we go on our walk, there's that mockingbird. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a mockingbird just hanging around. <laughs> you know, he, sometimes he's on our telephone pole, but he's not, he's not around our house a lot. But when we go for a walk down to the creek or whatever... We, we he, run across we, him. And, you know, I try to set my phone on something that maybe he'll mock or whatever. But, I mean, that... God's creatures are amazing if we just get out of the fast lane long enough to admire all these things. And the
2: red-winged blackbird. The
0: red-winged blackbird. That's I a love the song. Call. I love that song of the red-winged blackbird. Yeah, there's so much out there to so admire. So I guess
2: it's important for us as, you know, the world seems to get busier or even if we if things are slowing down for us, maybe, you know, something that we need to set in our schedules A time where we do and go out and be able to reflect nature Mm -hmm. as you know as much as we can and to appreciate the things that God has placed because by beholding we become changed. And so if we're watching the news all the time or if we're you know engaged in um, whatever social media whatever, but we're not engaged in God's creation, then I think it can be stifling to us as well. Yeah,
0: and pick up the object lessons. Pick up the. Um, the similarities between the natural and the spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus used them all the time. You know, the, the, the branches that got taken off the vine so other branches could be grafted in. Right. You know, and, and you know what happens when, you know exactly what happens when a mole goes in and he starts to destroy the roots of a plant. Mm-hmm. The whole plant dries, right. dies. Well, Jesus is the main plant with the root system. Right. When we're grafted into that, those roots will never die. Right. Yeah.
2: And it, it's it's interesting because the beauty and the things of nature is where the wisdom from God is, and it's even much more than than the people of academia. On the lily's petal, God has written a message for you, written in a language that your heart can read only as it unlearns the lessons of distrust and selfishness and corroding care. Exactly. Boy, that's a real statement, isn't it? Well, there's
0: a lot to unlearn because you and I know we lived uh, lived a life of survival of the fittest and march, uh, you know, blow through life and who who cares who we harm— We just need to get through another day, and we don't really care how we do it, and we don't care who we are doing it. Right. But the hardest part in life is unlearning something. And I want to talk a little bit about the fallacy of the assumed premise. The fallacy of the assumed premise is you start somewhere with an assumption, and after that— That's false or faulty? Yeah, that's faulty. Mm -hmm. And after that, everything is wrong after that. For instance, God said, "In the day ye eat thereof." Now, what is the assumed premise? "In the day ye eat thereof, you will die." Does it said? Does it say there anywhere that I'm going to have to kill you?
2: No, but that's the message that's that everybody, sometimes a that's lot the of assumed presence, have.
0: Right? Pre, the uh, the assumed premise. Yes. Sorry, I got a little tongue-tied there. <laughs> um, no, in the day you eat thereof, you will. Die it doesn't say I'm going to kill you.
2: Right. It's
0: the wages of sin is death. The gift of God is eternal life.
2: And so if those statements rub against anything that you understand, there's, then there's a, there's a reason to be a fallacy at the foundation of something.
0: Because ask yourself this question: What will God do to you? if you don't love him. That is a very, very... Um, I don't even have an adjective for it, but well, that is it, a hard what, what question.
2: It, not only that, but I think a lot of people, because they, they're afraid of God, what will God do to you if you do something wrong?
0: Well, yeah, but, it, but, a, but a harder question is what... Because, see, at the basis of love, I mean... It, if if you if my wife Susan did not love me,
2: mm-hmm. what would you do to me? What
0: would what would I do to you if you didn't love me? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is the position we put God right. in. That's not love, right? If 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 you don't love me, I'm going to harm you, right?
2: So that, 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 that's, that's a fallacy that goes around that if we don't love God, then he is going to take his vengeance out on us, and yeah. we will reap the punishment and the consequences of his vengeance. So we
0: end up fearing God more than we fear sin, right. which will kill us.
2: Which is why we prefer to fear God than prefer to fear <laughs> sin, because if we feared the sin, then we would have to quit the sin.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: But if we can take—see, that's that accountability. It's not on my actions, it's on God. He's the one who's angry and who is full of fire and who's going to get me.
0: Yeah, and so what we need to do, this mindset of of painting God into a corner that if if we don't love him, he's going to be forced to harm us, in in reality— it's just simply his presence we won't be able to stand in, mm-hmm. in the end. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And, you know, that's all it is.
2: Right, because if we have that attitude, what we're what we're saying is, don't, God, I don't want you to be a part of my life. God, I don't want you to be a part of my life. I've got it. I'm under control. Everything's good. No, I don't want you a part of my life. No, I don't. No. Yeah. And then when it comes down to the time where God's saying, you know—
0: It's time for us to meet.
2: Exactly, because I am the one that provides eternal life. You do yeah. not possess that on your own. And um, when that happens, and you've continually said, "I don't want you in my life," it, it's really hard to switch teams. It's at it's, that it's point, it's you virtually I mean?
0: impossible. And also, then we cannot live in that presence right. of God because, because we're so
2: settled into our decision, our
0: lie about Him. Right. You know, at the end, there will be so, the people will be so settled into the truth about God that they can't be moved. You know, eternal life is knowing him right. and Jesus Christ whom he sent, knowing God. And we will be so settled into the truth about him that we can't be moved. But there will be people so settled into the lie about him mm-hmm. that they can't be moved. For them, there is no remedy, and his unveiled glory will consume them. Right. It's nothing that God is doing. He's returning the universe back to normal right. is all he's doing. Right. And so— Let's get back to the, the birds and the blossoms because it's a metaphor of the overflowing love of, of God's heart. That's what the birds and the blossom, and that's why Jesus brings them up. All that was needed for existence for us would have been fine without the birds and without the flowers, but God wasn't content to provide just that. He provided more and more and more and he always provides more. if we look around this world, there are so much stuff that we have no idea what it is.
2: that's right because he's filled the earth the air and the sky with glimpses of beauty to tell each one of us of his loving thoughts for us. The beauty of all created things is but a small twinkle from the shining of his glory. I we, you know yeah,
0: think about it. I mean, If he's poured such infinite skill into the things of nature for your happiness and for your joy, can you doubt that he will give you every needed blessing? Can you doubt that? I mean, that's what he does. The gift of God is eternal life. The wages of sin is death. We choose one or the other. He's given us nature. He's given us all these things to look and to woo us.
2: To help us decide which side do we want to be on. That's
0: right. That's right.
2: So consider the lilies. Every flower that opens its petals to the sunshine obeys the same great laws that guide the stars and how simple and beautiful and how sweet its life. Through the flowers, God would call our attention to the beauty of Christlike character— He who has given such beauty to the blossom desires far more that the soul should be clothed with the beauty of the character of Christ.
0: That's it. Watch your flower open, and you'll see what he wants to do with the character of a human being.
2: It all comes down to character, Mm -hmm. doesn't it? Yeah. and The riches and the fame and the poorness, none of that matters. What matters is the character that you have developed
0: yeah, and do you believe that God's going to get you in trouble, or do you believe that you're already in trouble and God's been running after you trying to get you out? Because that's the difference, you right. know? Is, does, your, does your God have a clipboard, and he's running around? Is he following you all over the place, writing down your bad deeds, and he's going to nail you for them? Or is he wooing you? Trying to
2: t- pull you over. Trying to right? pull you to over and get get, and get you to stop. Get you to, to stop
0: killing yourself. Right. We kill ourselves. That's what we do. Right. And we're really good about it. Wages of sin is death. He who sows to the carnal nature, from that nature reaps destruction.
2: Right.
0: And so God says, look around. This is what I have for you.
2: And don't be anxious for don't anything. Don't be
0: anxious for anything. Don't be anxious for anything. Uh, you can go to our website, folks www.justasiamministries.com All of these programs will be there. This is program 26, program number 26 in the Temple of the Mind, part 2, and it's Be Ye Not Anxious. And so we're going to have to wrap it up today, folks, and we want to thank you for being here with us. Remember, there are only two ways to live your life. One is like nothing is a miracle. The other is like everything is a miracle, and you have the freedom to choose. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be
1: thy name. Thank you for listening to the Temple of the Mind, Part Two on Freedom to Choose. There is truly hope for people whose lives seem to be overrun with problems, unhealthy relationships, or even imprisoned by some form of addiction. Rich and Susan Collenberg are living testimonials that biblical principles do work. They've authored resources available to move those you love toward freedom. If you'd like to order the Addiction Recovery Workbook, Seven Steps to Freedom, or the book, Could It Be This Simple, The Way Out of Your Prison? Please call Rich and Susan at 916-645-1297 or go to justasiamministries.com. As a nonprofit, they are supported by people like you. Thank you for listening and remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you.